This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. So, Harry Douglas, are you excited, my friend, for Diamondbacks, Texas Rangers, World Series, Game 1 starting on Friday night after the Philadelphia Phillies went up? <coughs> <laughs> in game six and game seven and let it get away against Choke Arizona. That's exactly what they did, Freddie. And you know I'm going to speak up today even louder. Okay. Being a Braves fan because those same Phillies beat my Atlanta Braves. <laughs> yes, they did. Choke. <laughs> and, I, and I think the difference between the two teams last night and, and what yeah. I witnessed was yeah. the Arizona Diamondbacks in which they, they have done the entire year, right? Being able right. to play small ball. Absolutely. Right? Getting runners on base, being able to steal bases. And what a job that Corbin Carroll has done all year, How right? He? And he's been phenomenal and was phenomenal last night. Three hits, two RBIs. And when I look at the, you know, Philadelphia Phillies, I thought I thought their best chance in that game mm-hmm. came in the seventh inning. Sure. When two of their batters got walked. So you had first and second with one out. And then you have Trey Turner up. He gets out. And then you have Bryce Harper comes up. Mm-hmm. What better person do you want it to play in that moment right. than Bryce Harper, who's been phenomenal throughout the entire playoffs, Major League Baseball playoffs? And I think sometimes when you hit these home runs consistently throughout the playoffs, right, yeah. sometimes you feel like you might be searching for it. Yep. And I thought that was the difference between Arizona and Philly is that they were searching for the big hit mm-hmm. versus just the natural hit, right? And, right. That's you know, a good placing point. Placing the ball it, 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 to get a base hit so a run could come in, now you chipped away at it. Yeah, extend Arizona, the Yep, Arizona did a great job of it. Philly did not. But I got to give credit, too, to uh, Ginkle. That pitching staff was tremendous Listen, out of the bullpen. He came last in night. the seventh inning, not just the seventh, but the seventh and eighth, but the seventh to be, you know, exact because that's when he faced Trey Turner and also Bryce Harper and was able to get those two guys out. Yeah. And I thought he, I think he struck the side out in the eighth inning. So phenomenal two innings for him being able to come in and hold the fort down for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And now we have a matchup in the World Series where you got the Diamondbacks versus the Texas Rangers and made the best team win. Yeah, two two years ago, both of these teams lost over 100 games each. And two years later, about to play for a world championship in baseball. And I'll say the Major League Baseball got it, not, got it right, not by having this kind of matchup. I'm sure they would rather have it at the Phillies or the Dodgers or the Atlanta Braves, somebody in there, other than the Diamondbacks and Texas Rangers. But they're starting their series on Friday night because in a football world, the last thing you want is a series like this with two teams that a lot of people don't know about, and it gets swallowed up by college football Saturday and NFL Sunday. Friday night, I know Devin King, one of our producers, mentioned, man, it's Halloween weekend. There's going to be a lot of parties going on. But at least they're trying to get ahead of the curve by maybe, hopefully, that it's a good game or a great game, and then you get more of a cursory glance once the weekend happens in Major League Baseball. So from my standpoint, they got it right by not starting the series on Saturday with game one. I started my Friday night with game one trying to get ahead of the curve before the football weekend takes over. And I think I'm the same as the rest of the viewers, right? Because on Friday, I think I have more time to watch the World Series mm-hmm. versus on Saturday when I'm working college football, getting ready for an NFL game that I have to do on Sunday. So uh-huh. you're definitely right about that. But Diamondbacks last night, 11 hits, Philadelphia Phillies, five hits. That tells you a lot that you need to know. And I understand that the Arizona Diamondbacks aren't the sexy team that everybody wants to see in the World Series, 
But I do got to sit up here and give credit where credit is due because no it's doubt. not easy yeah. to get to World Series. If yeah. it was easy, if it was like walking to the park, uh, walking to the store, if you're a kid to go get M and M's, anybody would be able to do it. So we do also got to give those guys credit. And Mad Dog, did you hear about Mad yeah, Dog? He said he was going to retire the Diamondbacks oh, win the series. Oh my goodness! He, I can't believe my boy Mad yeah. Dog said that. Did you see what his son put on Twitter saying, "Please, Phillies win," because I can't have my dad follow me around here in Arizona because he's an assistant coach at Northern Arizona University <laughs> with basketball. He's so I can't have my dad, Mad Dog, follow me around if he's going to retire when it comes to radio. By the way, he's not doing that. It was something that got no. people's attention. He's been in the business way too long to have any of that happen. This Major League Baseball snapshot brought to you by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you have to do is visit Progressive.com. By the way, don't forget about the World Series and ESPN Radio. Each and every pitch, each and every at-bat, each and every run, each and every out. All the action between the Rangers and Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, excuse me. Game one on Friday at 7 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So that's one thing. But is it as good as? The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing with Freddie and Harry. Now, when our show ended yesterday, we didn't realize that the main thing on Wednesday would be something that happened on Tuesday night involving Harry Douglas, unbeknownst to all of us. Hall of Fame basketball player Charles Barkley, part of the NBA and TNT pregame crew, he shouted out our boy, Harry Douglas. On their home Hey, Harry Douglas, that boy man. Not only did he shout out Harry Douglas, we did not realize, by the way, Charles Barkley is going to join us to talk about that at 4.30 Eastern time right here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He's a faithful watcher of Get Up, apparently every Thursday, to see Harry Douglas do his thing. When it comes to that boy bad. Freddie, I'll be honest with you, man. It's, it, it, and I'm going to say it like this, and it's not cliche, but God is good, though. You know what I mean? All the time. And, and it's a testament that you never know who's listening, who's watching. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you, 2020, when I wasn't working for ESPN, that was the COVID year, man. I had started my own little show mm-hmm. called the HD Connection, right? Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize how many of my bosses now was watching me from afar when I wasn't working for the company. So it's, it's a testament to let everyone know. Always grind, man, and, and work hard, and don't try to cut corners because you never know mm-hmm. who's watching. And I actually text Charles Barkley today to tell him, you know, thank you for giving, you know, that boy bad a shout out in the segment that I do on Get, Get Up every Thursday, and it, it, he he texts right back, man. Yeah. It was it was just a powerful moment. Yeah, it was pretty cool hearing that and just seeing the look on your face. And then watching it again, because it wasn't something that turned out to be a throwaway. It was something that he doubled down on, saying that boy bad, and then gave you love on it, and then said it again. Anybody out there might think, I wonder where he got that from. And then he shouted out your name to attach that and give you the kind of love that you deserve. So that was pretty cool. Having a Hall of Famer shout you out last night to kick off the NBA season. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of Charles Barkley because well, I think everybody isn't? I think everybody at ESPN know that. I, I'm real and raw, right? I I don't no. don't plan you anything. Don't try to plan out. things for me. Let Stop. let me just let me do me. Really? And Charles Barkley's the same way. You know what I mean? We we say what we feel. We feel yeah. what we say. Like you know what yeah. I mean? And 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 
I think sometimes that's the best TV, that's the best radio, because you're yes. authentic and people can relate to you when, when, when it's able to be done that way. Yeah, you don't have to try to fake the funk on people because no. people can see and hear right through that. By the way, be a part of the funk known as Freddie Harry Nation on the Dr. Pepper call online. You can join us anytime you want to triple eight say ESPN, 888 Don't forget ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or that boy bad known as Harry Douglas without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Give us your bold NBA prediction. Night one out of the way, give it to us. We want to hear from you at 888 729 3776. We'll take your call, see exactly what you have to say about your bold NBA prediction now that we are night one into the NBA. And apparently, night one got everybody hot and bothered on social media. Harry got everybody hot and bothered, part of our text chain involving our crew, involving Mark Morales, Devin Kane, Shannon Penn. You would have thought this was game seven of the NBA Finals and the reaction between Samuel Pierce. Got to throw his name in there, too. They were calling D'Angelo Russell washed. Anthony Davis is a bum. And, no, I'm not paraphrasing. They were going all in on what's wrong with the Lakers or the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns and Nikola Yoke. I'm thinking, dudes, it's night one. Relax. (laughs) It is night one in the NBA. But I'll say this. You know you're a hot property. When you got that kind of reaction, not just from our group on the text chain, but also just seeing the reactions of people on social media and the next day after night went about LeBron James and a minutes restriction, Anthony Davis going 0 for 6 from the field in the second half after scoring 17 points in the first half, Nikola Jokic with a triple-double for the Denver Nuggets, also how Devin Booker looked versus Golden State and how Chris Paul looked. You know you're a pretty good property after night one in the NBA when you can generate that kind of heat and smoke on social media or from the crew working behind the scenes on Freddie and Harry. Freddie, let me jump my ass right into it. I'm not even going to prolong mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis? Already. I think this was the first time last night that he went over six in any half since becoming a Los Angeles Laker. Mm-hmm. And for a player who at some point is supposed to get the baton from LeBron James, and we understand that he was on that minute restriction last night, played 29 minutes in that ball game versus the Denver Nuggets um, in game one. But at what point are we going to be able to trust, and I say we as fans, but also at what point are the Lakers organization going Mm -hmm. to be able to trust Anthony Davis to be the forefront of that organization, the face of it, right, to get that baton from LeBron James and be consistent? Because you can't tell me someone who's, you know, 6'11", 7 foot, and they have 17 points in the first half, and then go 0 for 6 and have none in the second half. And Devin Kane, you know I got it. Devin Kane in the group message, man, Anthony Davis balling. I stopped that S-H-I-T quick. <laughs> I stopped it quick. I said, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, is balling. Uh-huh. They yeah. both are balling. Yeah. yeah. In the first yeah. half, and, and, not and, the whole game. And one played like an MVP the entire game. <laughs> And the other one played like the other one, MVP. The other one went Casper the Friendly Ghost. Usually I use that term for James Harden. But uh-huh. last night in the second half, I'm going to use it for Anthony Davis. Man. But that can't happen, man. Well, it can't. We haven't seen that from Anthony Davis, right? He, he's not known, to you, not known to do that, right? Oh, no. He he's known to disappear. In stretches? That's what I'm saying, Freddie. It's not yeah. just night one. It's night one plus all of last season. Well, well, here's the, I'm not going to say that you're wrong, Devin <laughs> Kane. Harry Douglas, I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I'll have Anthony Davis speak for himself about what happened in the second half. Start doubling to you, man. No. You know, trying to crowd the paint. Uh, I missed some easy like little layups around the rim, little jumpers. Uh, but trying to make the right play, kick it out to our guys. They double, you know, kick it out to, you know, really hit open three, gave open threes. Um, just didn't fall, but um, got to shoot it more. 
I'm an Anthony Davis fan, but you know who says stuff like that? Guys who are not the guy. And you can't rely on that guy as being Do the guy. Do you see my face? I wish yeah. the people listening <laughs> could see my well, – I don't give a damn if they double-teaming you. I, I get They double-team Nikola Jokic. What does he do? Yeah. Make the right play, still find a way you, to score. You know why? Because dudes know what to do and dudettes know what to do. Yeah. You, people like Caitlin Clark, for example, at the college level, she doesn't make excuses and they're double-teaming her. Aja Wilson, the WNBA, when they double-team her from the Las Vegas Aces, she gets it done. LeBron James gets it done. Steph Curry gets it done. Jimmy Butler gets it done. Nothing against Anthony Davis because his skill set is magnificent when you're playing ahead. When the rubber when it's convenient. Right. When the rubber meets the road, that's when the tires get a little flat when it comes to Anthony Davis. And you would think that was the perfect time to ruin their ring ceremony. Yes, because it was. he was unguardable in the first half. They tried so many different things. And in the words of the late great Kobe Bryant, Anthony Davis was giving them that work. But to Devin Kane's point, it ain't the first time that he's going, oh, like a ghost and disappear, and all of a sudden you just see an apparition where Anthony Davis used to be. It's because you can't trust him as a go-to guy. You shouldn't have LeBron James, LeBron James, being a go-to guy in year 21. But when you got to worry about putting him on a minutes restriction, because that would be the new load management term in the NBA now, putting him on a minutes restriction when it comes to playing in a game. If you got to do that with game one for LeBron James because you're concerned about Anthony Davis disappearing, leading LeBron to say this. I mean, I always want to be on the floor, um, especially when you got an opportunity to, you know, win a game or you feel like you can make an impact. But um, I guess there's a system in place and, you know, got to follow it. In year 21, you can't have your best guy saying that because the guy that everybody wants to be the best guy has a penchant for not being there when the rubber hits the road and his tires aren't strong and his tires go flat. Now, let me be a little positive here. I'm going to be a little bit positive. What I seen from Tory and Prince last night. He's good. They can build off of that. Sure. Right? You're supposed I, to build I, off Anthony Davis, not Tory and exactly. Prince. It's funny that I'm saying that right now, right? <laughs> I'm talking about Tory and Prince and not Anthony Davis. But, you know, Austin Reeves, I know he's going to show up. Yes. Can Anthony Davis do it consistently? Now, let's get to a person that drives me crazy. Okay. And Devin Kane knows how much this guy. D'Angelo Russell. Y'all leave him alone. It's going to drive me crazy. Leave D'Lo alone. Not him. He is not Himothy. He's going to drive me crazy. He's not even He's not even Fee. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to put him there. He's not even Fee. He's not even T-H-Y. That's what that is. But, but night one got that kind of reaction from people. You know you're a hot property in the NBA. When you get Harry Douglas all hot and bothered. I thought Herm Edwards was going to text me last night. See, Freddie, King Cotton. That's what I call King Cotton. You can't go. You can't go for six. And then, and then you want Peter Billy. King Cotton. See, I'm Freddie, t- I tried to tell you, Freddie, you can't not with this guy. That's why I call him King Cotton. You can't trust him. I watched this guy. Freddie, I watched the game. You, 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 you got you, you to understand something, Freddie. Well done, Shannon Finn. Well done. I can, I can hear Herb right now say, oh it's game God. one. Uh-huh, but I guarantee Why should he? Mm-hmm. He's not tired. Uh-huh. He doesn't have miles on him. You should see this guy. <laughs> it's game one. He should be his best. Uh-huh. Man, we're all going to hell on scholarship. <laughs> Freddie and Harry here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Stefan in Chicago, give us your bold NBA prediction, part of Freddie and Harry Nation at 888-729-3776. Devin Booker, he's going to win MVP. Uh, KD, I realize that he's not trying to score a lot or trying to be the superstar. So I believe Devin Booker is going to be the MVP. He's going to help him uh, become it. I'll say what, Stefan, to back up your point, 
they are potentially a problem in the Western Conference. And I know Golden State, not long enough to deal with them, but certain dudes just know how to get it. And people are so concerned, oh, what, who has to play point guard in Phoenix? You got playmakers. You got him. You got Kevin Durant. You got Bradley Beal. You got a bench that is long and deep that can make kind of shots. But Devin Booker showed, you put the ball in my hands, I'm going to make it right for me. But I'm definitely going to make it right and better for everybody else. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what I said to Freddie Coleman when I came in here when mm-hmm. we were talking about the Suns. First thing I said is I like Devin Booker as a playmaker because he's a shot maker, but he had eight assists last night, right? Mm-hmm. So he understands how to get people involved. And when that game was close in the fourth quarter and he comes down in that pick and roll and he finds Nurkic yeah. for that basket, him rolling to the basket uh, before he finished his shot, I said, ooh, Devin Booker going to be a problem at the point guard position. Because when you have a guy that can score at will, it's going to draw attention. But I think after late last year, he learned more how to facilitate. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be to his benefit in 2023-2024 season. One of the things about that, because when you have a chance to learn from Chris Paul, even though he was on the other side. You yep. can't help that if you're an intelligent basketball player. And there's no question that Devin Booker is an intelligent basketball player with an edge to him. He's not afraid of those moments. He's not afraid to try. And if he fails, he fails. But he's not going to do it at four miles an hour. He's going to do it at a full tilt boogie of 100 miles an hour. When you have that guy reducing that kind of pressure on Kevin Durant, reducing that kind of pressure on Bradley Beal, where he invites that and he wants that, you don't have to worry that, all right, when the moment happens, he's going to shrink, especially when he's going to be in control of things, and everybody knows he's going to make more than anything else, usually Harry, the right decision with the basketball in his hands. And on the other end, he can level off guys in the beep, beep generation of point guards when it comes to these road runs we have taking place in the NBA. And I think that's a good pick for someone if you're looking at an MVP candidate, Devin Booker. I think he's at the mm-hmm. the place in his career where something like that needs to take place. Yeah. Also got to give some credit to Josh Okoji last night because he's he was too, efficient. Yeah. Seven for nine from the field, 17 points. Yeah. And Watanabe with the yes. way he can do things at both ends of the floor. And yep. Yusef Nurkic. If mm-hmm. he can be consistent with this team, they're going to pose a problem to people uh, for the opposing team's defense because you have so many offensive guys. Right. Now, you know, Frank Vogel's going to have to get that defense right, but still, from an offensive standpoint, that that won't ever be the issue, in my opinion. That, and we're talking about Kevin Durant being off, right? Yeah. Seven for 22 from the field. Yeah. He wasn't even on. Yeah, but I think he'll be all right. Oh, no, no. He'll be <laughs> I'm not worried about the easy money sniper. Yeah, you guys are not going to be clowning on him no. like kind of D'Angelo Russell at the game oh, no, of the no, Lakers. No, no, yeah, no, you, no. You're not doing that to the Slim Reaper, known as no. Kevin Durant. He's one of our favorites, Roy the truck driver, keeping this country going. Roy, what is your NBA Bowl prediction? Hey, y'all better pay attention to Popovich now. You know how he is with these young kids. He's fantastic. I'm thinking they might make it to the playoffs first year for this guy's season because, man, Pop is really, really good. And you know what? Y'all wrong about playing that walk, walk, walk behind my line yesterday. Adam, baby, Roy. <laughs> I, I don't mind his pick of San Antonio. I just think they're w- way too young to make the playoffs in the first year of Victor Wimbiyama in a loaded Western Conference, there's going to be a team or a couple of teams out there that could win 45 games and not make the top eight. 
in the Western Conference this year. That's how loaded that conference is so far in the NBA. Yeah, I think uh, Sacramento coming off the big year they had last year. If New Orleans, if Zion can stay healthy and own the court for that team. Also, you can't ever count out the Dallas Mavericks because they do have Luka and Kyrie, although I don't think they have enough defense. They don't have any defense. The Memphis Grizzlies (laughs) at some point when, you know, John Morant gets back, you have Golden State, you have the Clippers if they can stay healthy, Phoenix, Mm -hmm. Denver, but here's another team, though. Okay. The Minnesota Timberwolves. What if they can actually get their act together? Well, as long as the ball goes through Anthony Day, Anthony Edwards, the Ant Man, they'll be fine. That's it's it's no longer called Anthony Towns' team. No, you're this right. This is the no. Ant Man's team. He happened yeah. to be from Georgia. I'm sorry, folks. Had to throw it out there. I saw him that first year at Georgia, and I remember Tom Cream was the head coach, and he warned me. He said, when you see this guy, you're going to say, man, if there was not a one-and-done rule, he'd be in the NBA right away. Seen him the first three games playing for Georgia. I said, <laughs> yeah, he ain't staying there for long. Yep. He's ready for the NBA now. And now after playing with the world championship team and the world championships and really becoming that dude on that basketball team, that's only going to benefit the Minnesota Timberwolves because you're right, this is the Ant-Man's team. It's not the Cats team anymore. And then lastly, OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder. They're going to be fierce, man. Oh, yes. All that young talent. Chet Holmgren man. coming back. Yeah, Chet Holmgren went to what? You remember the series Oz on HBO? You can tell he went to that Oz workout. Where he's like bench pressing cinder blocks hey, Chet, and jailers in the yard. Chet got some soul in him too. He's I always remember, had that though. Hey, he got some soul. Yeah, you know. Now that, I ain't yeah. gonna go any further. Yeah, but yeah. Chet got some soul he's in got, him now. Yeah, he's got the blue eyed soul thing going yeah. on there because of Chet Holmgren. Yeah, he he's got a little swirl when it comes I know to it, him. I know what Chet <laughs> like. I know what Chet like. Leave it alone. He's Harry Douglas of Freddie <laughs> Coleman. Let us know your NBA bowl predictions. Put a little what behind it. Hit us up on Twitter at hdouglas83. That's Harry's handle. My handle at Coleman. ESPN and what would you say if I told you that Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys loves the Philadelphia Eagles this much we'll get to that next on ESPN radio and the ESPN app this is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN radio this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets pizza the number one pick in Detroit style pizza why It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have to give our condolences to the family of Richard Roundtree, who played Shaft in the movies, that action hero, because he was that private machine that was a sex machine to all the chicks. Passing away at the age of 81 last night, he will be sorely, sorely missed being an icon in action movies and also in any community because everybody wanted to be Shaft because he's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Real quick, 
My dad one year went a shaft for Halloween. Oh, he went a shaft? Oh, man. He, if they had contests back then for Halloween, for Halloween costumes, he would have won that if, till infinity. Man, no. Pop's a smooth operator. Oh, man. Freddie Coleman Jr., <laughs> my dad, he had like the leather, the leather jacket and everything. You couldn't tell him anything when so, he went to that party. So, so this year, I, I'm going to dress up with my – I dress up every year with my kids, uh-huh. and I'm going to be Bane from Batman. Nice. Last, there last you year, go. I was the Joker, uh-huh. so I'm going to keep the Batman theme. I'm going to be Bane this year. I got my costume okay. and everything. Okay. The best Halloween costume I ever had was when I went as Austin Powers. Had, like, the whole ruffle suit <laughs> and everything like that. Yeah, Zazzy, baby. Zazzy, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do behave, you know, and everything. <laughs> Almost won first prize in the contest. Real quick, best Halloween costume, Shannon Penn, what was yours? Yeah, I'll produce. Don't look around. Don't, don't try to front now. What was the best Halloween costume you ever had? As he's got to think about it long and hard. No pause. <laughs> pause. <laughs> Too late. Too late. That's a good question. Uh-huh. I think, come, come back to me. Okay, I'll come. Devin Kane, best Halloween costume you ever wore. I'm, I, I didn't really have a best. I was in a pinch one year, and okay. it was uh, I got invited. To, so I, I grabbed a a black hoodie from okay. Walmart and a All bunch right. of I name he tags. Say black and mild. A bunch of name <laughs> tags. I wrote I wrote a bunch of different names on it. Uh-huh. I was stolen identity for Halloween. Yeah, well, oh, creative. Yeah, you like well that? Well done, uh-huh. creative. Uh-huh. I like that. Mark Morales, the best Halloween costume you ever had. So the only one that comes to my mind was. Back in high school, I had the full Knicks outfit. I had, okay. the, I had the official jersey, the official shorts, art, sneakers, who, Harry's who's the all player? disappointed. Who's the player? Carmelo. Oh, of course. I got the headband and everything. You could get a tank. I got to win a championship like Walt Frazier or Willis Reed. <laughs> but that's even Patrick Ewing got to the finals. Spot. Yeah, that's the one I could think of off the spot. All right. Harry's yeah. disappointed. Harry's so disappointed in you. It's like a sadness just has washed yeah, over was, him. It, it was going so well. It was I going saw, so well. I saw him roll his eyes. I saw him roll his eyes. It was going so well. It really was. Back to you, Shannon Penn, real quick. Best Halloween costume you ever had on. Uh, the family, a couple years ago, we uh, dressed up as the Adams Family. So we did the whole video okay. production and the whole nine. All right. It was I like cool. that. Were so, you yeah, Lurch we, or you Gomez? I was, go, I was Gomez. Look how swag he was. Yeah, I was yeah, Gomez. Morticia, that's <laughs> so, yeah, French. We, we act, like every year we dress up as a family and do something. So I think like this yeah. year. What are you going to do? Uh, we were debating. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. When he starts laughing before telling you, this ought to All be right, good. So we're, we're debating going as Cinderella with the evil stepmother and the, and the two oh. sisters. The only problem is my son and I would have to dress up as the two sisters. Well, you got to. Uh, excuse me. You got to now. You got to go You got to go full with that. What the hell is going on? <laughs> you got to go full with that. You have to as far as that goes. Make sure you send us pictures too, Shannon. Oh, don't worry. There'll be video. Let me see you in that little tight skirt. <laughs> Probably with bloomers on. Hey, with that, yo! With that long blonde hair. <laughs> look, like, look like a St. Pauli girl. <laughs> I mean, guys, totally. <laughs> oh, good Lord, help us. He's Michael Harry. Parsons. Yeah, yes, exactly. He's Harry Douglas of Freddie Coleman, not Michael Parsons of Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and... <laughs> What you say? If you heard Micah Parsons, star defenseman of the Dallas Cowboys, who I don't think will be going to shaft this Halloween, had this to say in his podcast, The Edge with Micah Parsons, about how much he likes the Eagles this much. Number one will have to be the Philadelphia Eagles. No one has stopped the tush-push yet. Devontae Smith could be A.J. Brown's number one receiver. Jason Kelsey, Hall of Famer. Lane Johnson will be a Hall of Famer. They're very special. Their DB core, Darius Slay, crazy talent. James Bradbury, and I know you saw the trade. He just got Kevin Byard. Very special to see. Obviously, I know I was high on Jalen Carter before he even got the Philly. I don't know how he fell to them. Without a doubt, very special group. It's very special to see what they've done, and they still have Reddick. They still have Sweat. I don't believe they have any weaknesses on their team. It might be a setup. Might be. It might, it might be a setup. He trying to praise them. 
so he can bring him down. He might because because that's the only thing I can think about when you're talking about your rival. And even though what he's saying is true, when I played against the Saints, when I was with the Atlanta Falcons, that was our rival. Mm-hmm. I wasn't out loud saying that those guys were amazing and awesome. Even though if I, in my head I'm saying, okay, this guy's solidified right here. This, this guy right. bonafide. Okay. I'm not coming out and I'm not saying it. But it right. might be a tactic that he's using. Okay. But when those guys play each other, I don't know. Hell, he talk every week. I don't he know. He does. You, you know who Michael Parsons has become? He's become Aaron Rodgers every Tuesday. That's exactly yeah. he, He's branding himself, putting himself out there to say, hey, when my career is done, I'm going to be that next media dude when it comes to that. He is Aaron Rodgers each and every Tuesday on his podcast. He is not the only one doing it, but he knows what can I say. And I don't doubt that he believes it. But whether he believes it or not, it's generating heat. It's generating smoke. It's being talked about. It's very well calculated. And it's beautiful by Michael Parsons because it has not one thing to do with I can't believe he's saying that about a division rival. It's about everything to send a message to his team. Yeah, they're better than us. They've proven they're better than us. What are we going to do about it? That wasn't a message for his quarterback. Wasn't a mess for the offensive line. Wasn't a mess for the defense. Wasn't even a message with Jerry Jones as an owner or anybody else in that organization as a coach. It was a message to everybody. We keep running our mouths, but we are not better than that team. Or we're not better than the 49ers. Hell, we may not even be better than the Detroit Lions. So what are we going to do about it? He said it with his mouth. He said it with his chest. It wasn't a mess directed at the Philadelphia Eagles trying to give them flowers. It was about looking at his team and saying, we know what we can be. But do you believe it? I want to believe it, but you guys are not helping me. And that's why I believe he put that out there like See, that. See, that's why I thought it, I think it's a great tactic by him. Like, it, it's it's something behind it because against your her divisional arrival, I don't think you just come out and say things like that without a meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. But that's twice in the last three weeks, right, that yep. he's been able to create this buzz on a national level from his podcast. So he know, he knows and understands what he's doing. And like you mentioned, Freddie, I can't knock him for it. He's ahead of the game, right? He He's creating that buzz for when life after football is over. He's already going to be an outstanding, phenomenal player. I think one of the best to ever do it mm-hmm. when he's done playing, okay. especially if he has a 10-plus-year career, or even an 8-plus-year career. So he's setting himself up for life after football to be able to make millions of dollars mm-hmm. just by talking about football. He, and I guarantee you he saw what A.J. Brown was doing as a wide receiver. And I'm sure Michael Parsons, who, by the way, grew up in that – area maybe as an Eagles fan Cowboys fan I have no idea but he grew up in the shadow of Philadelphia Pennsylvania he knows what that city and how that city reacts to their team especially the way A.J. Brown's been playing because in that game where everybody talked about Tyree Kill going in there was many people talking about A.J. Brown coming out four straight games of having at least 125 yards receiving and he was able to outduel the guy that many people are saying is the best wide receiver in the National Football League even RG3 Robert Griffin III, ESPN football analyst. Man, he is smitten with our man A.J. Brown, and he said as much on Get Up Today. Dylan Hurts has always shown us that his response to adversity oh, is to yeah. come out on top at yes, every level he's ever played. Yeah. The thing for the Eagles is they know their identity, fellas. Right? They know who they are. And I got to say it, A.J. Brown, having Woo! five games of 125-plus yeah. yards receiving, he should be in the MVP conversation. Oh. 100%. I agree with that. Michael Parsons is tired of the Cowboys' identity being front runners. He looks at a team like the Eagles. We know what they are. 
49ers, even though back-to-back losses, Harry, we know what they are. Kansas City Chiefs, we know what they are. Dallas Cowboys, crickets. Uh-oh. We still don't know who they are. And I'll tell you this. What RG3 just said, I agree with them because we talk so much about Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill being an MVP candidate. Well, how can you ignore a team that's 6-1 and one and a player in A.J. Brown putting up the, the numbers that he's doing, right? Mm, yeah. And you look at right now, ESPN Analytics, by the numbers, it measures how open a guy is, how they catch the football, and the yards at the catch. A.J. Brown is number one according to the numbers. He's playing like a number he's, one guy. He's, he's number one. We're talking about a guy, 52 receptions right now, 809 yards and three touchdowns, 15.6 yards per catch. Tyreek Hill has 902. A.J. Brown is right behind him with 809. And he means so much to this football team because now you have that big body wide receiver that can go over the middle and make the t- tough catch. You can throw it to him when he's double covered, and you can count on your guy, that dude, being that guy, Coming down, making the catch. Yeah. And, and yeah. I just love everything about his game, and he's tough. Absolutely. He's one of those tough guys. He he embodies, just like Jalen Hurts embodies what Philadelphia means. Mm. I think A.J. Brown is the same way. Yeah. And here's what A.J. Brown, the best thing about that, and I can't believe it's a Cowboys fan like yours truly that I'm saying this about an Eagles player, but you got to respect the game. The best part for me about Sunday night was people saw especially as a wide receiver. Yep. You heard about Tyree Kill for obvious reasons. Justin Jefferson, before he got hurt in Minnesota Vikings, Hell, even C.D. Lamb was getting more attention to the Dallas Cowboys. A.J. Brown came out of that game. People said, man, we knew he was terrific. We better give him the respect that he has deserved for more than a minute. Let me say this. Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, he's still sick to his stomach he right now be. to this day. He should be. That John Robinson traded A.J. Brown mm-hmm. to the Philadelphia Eagles because I can sit up here and say, listen, y'all know I play for the organization and how much respect I have for the Titans. They haven't recovered from that loss at the mm-hmm. wide receiver position yeah. since he left. Yeah, and now they helped the Eagles again by trading Kevin Byard to them earlier this week to help out the secondary. Uh, who knew that the, the Tennessee Tides would have filled up the Eagles' pipeline to get better <laughs> when it comes to certain players? Well, like, I think now it's time for it's a reset for him now. Well, it has to be. Yeah, and you, yep. Derrick Henry could be the next guy. You know, Ryan Tannehill's injured. He's not playing up to his standards yep. or whatnot, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, yeah. it's reset time. Yeah, you can't be in the middle. Either you got to be at the top. Yep. Or at the bottom, tearing it down. If you're in the middle, you are absolutely nowhere. Be a part of Freddie and Harry Nation. Join the conversation with Dr. Pepper. Call in line. Your thoughts on the Philadelphia Eagles, Michael Parsons said. Are they really the number one team in the NFL, or was he just trying to blow smoke up there? You know what? Let us know at 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. Staying in Philadelphia, James Harden is back and not back with the 76ers. Good Lord, we'll try to explain that next weekend. We may need Einstein's EEMC Square to try to figure that out on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Twenty minutes away from our NBA award predictions to get you ready for the NBA season. Forty-five minutes away from Charles Barkley showing his love for Harry Douglas last night in the NBA and TNT. On their home. Hey Harry Douglas, that boy fan. You'll hear how he views that and also the new NBA load management, too. Charles Barkley, the Hall of Fame basketball player from the NBA and TNT. He stops by in 45 minutes on Freddie and Harry on Sirius XM Channel 8. And I always tell you, smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We'll try to explain James Harden back and not back with the 76ers. We'll do that at the Billy in Houston at 888-729-3776. He's got an MVP candy for us. Billy B., what you got, my friend? What's going on, fellas? It's great to talk to you all again. So, look. This is my new MVP candidate, but it's not most valuable player. 
is the most valueless problem, and that's going to be James Harden for the entire season. That's what I'm going to call him, the most valueless problem. <laughs> Billy, you got to patent that. going to be an issue. B- Billy, uh, patent that because somebody will steal it and take it for their own, and then you could be out of some money. You better trademark that, my friend. <laughs> most valueless problem. I wish I had thought of that, Harry Douglas, because James Harden is back, but he's not going to play in this season opener tomorrow. So he did rejoin him for practice today as a most valueless problem, according to Billy in Houston, but he's not going to travel to either Milwaukee for their season opener against the Bucks on Thursday or when they go to Toronto to face the Raptors on Saturday. So he's back, but not back. Yeah, that's understandable because if I'm Nick Nurse, I wouldn't want that cancer around the rest of the guys on the team. Why? 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 If, if you feel like you don't want to be there and you – you know, said everything leading up into this moment, why would I want you around a group of guys so you could bring that negativity towards them as they're trying to play basketball games, right? As they're on this quest to try to win an NBA championship. Why, why yeah. would I want to do that? That's one thing I learned from my father, man. My father always told me, hey, man, once you see a cancer, don't have them around the rest of those other guys. Absolutely. Yeah, because it, that's it, a good it, point. Especially young players, right? You don't want stuff like that around young players. But, but what are they going to do about it, Philadelphia? Because they don't want to trade him on his terms. He wants out of there on his terms. He has let it be known through whatever insider you want to pay attention to that he wants to go to the Los Angeles Clippers. But the Clippers are like, look, what you want, we're not willing to give up. So if you're Philadelphia, I don't want to say that you're stuck, but you're kind of glued to this situation because you brought this on yourself when Daryl Moore, the general manager, stuck his neck out again. But James Harden to bring him out of Brooklyn. They freed James Harden from the prison that was the Brooklyn Nets. They bring him there to the Philadelphia 76ers, give essentially the same keys to the kingdom that Joel Embiid has. And then he did Daryl Moore like that by saying in the offseason that he was lied to and he can't play for that guy and that organization ever again. I thought Stephen A. said it best this morning, right, on first take when he was like, you know, James Harden is pulling one of his – Beast modes. I'm just here so I don't get fined. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But yeah, You don't want to lose any money. If mm-hmm. I'm the Sixers organization, the guys that wanted to be here, the guys that wanted to go out there and compete night in and night out, the guys that wanted to be there to practice and share their, their sweat together and have one another's back, that's who I want to be together consistently um, and, and frequently. I, yeah. I don't know if I right now if I want James Harden around any of those guys because I don't want that bad in that negative energy. No, no doubt about that. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Another guy that is really glad he does not have to deal with James Harden is his former coach in Philadelphia, Doc Rivers, now an ESPN NBA analyst. When he was on Carlin versus Joe, you could almost see the glee on his face that he does not have to deal with that when it comes to James Harden. Listen, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I am happy I'm talking to you about this instead of being there talking about it in, in that regard, I would say. You know, it's a tough one. You know, uh, James believes that he was told that they were going to give him a max deal. Uh, they didn't. And I don't think that that's going to change. I love Doc Rivers took us behind the curtain because we don't know exactly what happened. But he said, hey, apparently they told him he was going to get a max deal. And then they pulled that offer on the table. Doc Rivers, Glenn Rivers, thank guess, you. Guess what, Freddie? Thank you. Guess what, Freddie? What's that? You know, I signed a contract when I was with the Falcons. I didn't complete my last year. Uh-huh. Hell, when I signed it, wasn't I told I was going to finish? Mm-hmm. When I was with the Tennessee Titans, mm-hmm. I signed a contract, and then my last year, mm-hmm. last two years, I had to take a pay cut. I right. mean, 
It happens, man. <laughs> it's like that sometimes. It is what it is. I mean, my goodness. I wish people could see your face right now because I know that certain things get under your skin. It does. This really has does. gotten under your skin, into your membrane. You, you feel like that old Cypress Hill song, Insane in the Membrane. Damn Insane basketball the players, Because man. of James Harden. Damn football players out here scratching and clawing for a guaranteed contract. They get these guaranteed contracts and think the damn world revolves around them and stuff. I'm trying not to use cuss words right now. I really am. And, 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 and the grateful Bible is thankful that you're not using the curse words right now. <laughs> hey, you know the ones hard. I'm trying to keep myself oh, amused. I, I know they, they begin with a lot of other letters in the alphabet. Let's put it that way when it comes to James Harden. But if you're Philadelphia, it goes back to the whole crux of the matter, Harry. They are completely stuck because they are. He, he, he's going to be there, like you said, because he ain't about to lose any money. He, he getting that paycheck. The contract that he signed – He's making sure that he gets his check on the 1st or 15th of the month. He knows that if he's not there, he's not getting paid. So that's why he's back. But if you're Philadelphia, you don't know exactly what to do about this unless you lower your demand and then you give him what he wants. And if you do that, you're still going to be in a better position in terms of, from a psyche standpoint, that does mean you're going to be in a better position to help out Joel Embiid from a basketball standpoint. You know who I feel bad for? Number one, I feel bad for everyone on the roster. But in particular, I feel bad for MVP award winner Joel Embiid and also Nick Nurse coming over to yeah. be the head coach in his first year. Those are two people. I feel, trust me, I feel bad for all the players. Uh-huh. But those two guys in particular, I, I really feel bad for them because they have to deal with this nonsense, Nick Nurse it being his first year as the head coach and Joel Embiid trying to come back and win a championship. Yeah. It, and, and this nonsense is going on. Yeah, stay tuned for another edition of Philadelphia Story starring James Harden and everybody else being left in his wake. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. And FOS Friend of Show will stop by and talk about the best birthday present she just got that happened yesterday. That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.